Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to this quick shot of Um, This is me, Becky, and joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Carolina. Welcome back to the podcast, Carolina. Hey, Becky. It's great to be back. Um, So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Save Me by Stacey Kennedy, Um, but we're also going to touch a little on the other books in the Phoenix series, because this is book three in the series, and it is not a complete series yet not yet i'm so excited to talk about this book (laughs) we previously reviewed watch me book one in september of 2020 you can find it in our podcast feed or on our website by searching watch me um okay so we have so much to talk about so let's just get right into this uh carolina can you read us the synopsis from goodreads yes from USA Today, best-selling author Stacy Kennedy comes a captivating romance set in the exclusive world of the Phoenix Club, where sizzling fantasies become reality. Reporter Hazel Rose has a new assignment, locate the masked man in the photograph taken at the Phoenix Sex Club and snag an interview with him. The only problem? Shy Hazel already knows all about the club and the man in the photo. He is her new roommate, Kieran Black but there's no way Hazel would ever reveal his identity to the world, nor could she ever talk to Kieran about a secret sex club. His smile alone makes her blush, and after being beaten down by an emotionally cruel ex-boyfriend, Hazel has never really regained her self-confidence. Kieran loves his sex dirty and his relationships brief. A child of a terrible divorce, Kieran has never seen the point of commitment, and suddenly all of his best friends are getting married and he's beginning to realize how empty his life is. As Kieran and Hazel are both forced to attend wedding celebrations, he starts to learn more about his quiet roommate. When she explains her past struggles with relationships, he offers a trade. He'll fulfill all of her wildest sexual fantasies if she'll help him understand how to be the type of a partner a woman wants in a relationship. Hazel knows the sizzling fantasy with Kieran isn't supposed to last, but she quickly finds herself falling for the sweet, caring Karen, who is much better at relationships than he believes. But when life throws a wrench into their no-strings-attached arrangement, Hazel and Karen must decide if they're both willing to overcome their past heartaches and find a way forward together. So the release date on this is October 19th of 2021. Um, tropes of this are age gap. It's not a huge age gap. I think he's early thirties. She's early to mid twenties. I think she's like 26, 27. I think it's like Um, five or six years. Yeah. Um, it's big city. It takes place in New York city. He's a billionaire sort of, (laughs) um, and we'll get all to that close proximity. Um, It is mentioned the size of his penis, so he gets the title of an eggplant (laughs) hero. Um, Those are specifically for Gretchen. (laughs) (laughs) Found family, friend group, sex club, surprise pregnancy, and fireman. Um, The series, this is book three in the Phoenix Club series, and it pops at 38%. Oh, and it's a good one. It's a good it's a good pop for it's sure. It's a good pop. Um, so let's just touch lightly on what is the Phoenix Club, because we're gonna talk 
mainly about Karen and Hazel's story, but the club kind of plays a big piece into the series, into the story. Um, so the Phoenix Club is a different kind of sex club. It's not people it's a, just. Well, it's um, a voyeur club. So it's set up so that it's actually set up by a group of four friends that um, kind of coordinate it. It's owned by one of them, but they all kind of work together. It's like they're the council of the club, if you will. I don't know if it's the official title, but yeah, like. I'm not sure what they are. Like they are like kind of the, the council board, of gentlemen or something, aren't the board they? board of directors or something. I like council of gentlemen better, but, um, but it is a club where there's scenes that are put on like club members you know request certain fantasies and they're portrayed by um select people non non-club members so it's very exclusive and then they all watch they can request certain people but usually it's this council who performs along yeah. with select a select group of women yeah it's um so that's a high-end club it is exclusive but it's also shrouded in secrecy and mystery um everybody wears masks there are tunnels to get into the club it actually sits underneath um the phoenix bar which is a cigar and well they use all of the um tunnels from prohibition yeah all the bootleg um, tunnels and like you get there and there's like you can't even bring your own clothes like no they have like lingerie rooms that they provide everything so you change there like yeah. it is super like non-disclosure agreements up the wazoo yeah it's a little different yes. than the typical sex club or you know sex party type romances that we've read in the past um so this one has a little bit of a different spin to it um so let's talk about mr karen black he is a sexy firefighter we, by day should we do should we oh. do the the first two books really quick? Yeah, we can talk about the first two books really quick. So the first book is Reese and Zoe, and that is Watch Me. Um, and it came out in September of 2020. Um, that's Reese owns the club. Reese owns the club. Um, Zoe comes, Zoe, with the help of her two friends, Ellie and Hazel. She, Elise. Elise, sorry, Elise. Um, she they infiltrate the club's emails and their websites and their databases in order to help Zoe get into the club because Zoe is trying to um a revenge plan. She has a revenge plan. It is not against Reese, it's against a member of the club who two members of the club, yeah. Who harmed her um during college. And this is like the year after college. She's been stunted by the harm that has happened to her. And she kind of wants to stick it to them. And I don't want to give too much away of that story. Yep. But it is, you are going to want to check content and trigger warnings on all three um, of these books. All three of these books have definitely trigger and content warnings. Um, but I have to say that, the well, first off, the author puts them up front in the book. So if you have any questions, you can check it. She lists everything there. Um, and then I think she also handles everything extremely well um how through the whole series um the character the female heroines are able to like use this story to kind of grow and develop 
um, and, and regain their strength. Yeah. And we'll get to that because I have very big thoughts on this whole series and how amazing yep. it is and the power that this series yep. has. Um, so then the next book is, um, so Keep watch me. me. Keep Me, <laughs> which is Elise With and Archer. Elise and Archer. Um, so Archer is head of security for the club and Elise is the detective hacker friend, private investigator. investigator. Yeah. Um, so she is Zoe's and Hazel's um, friend, they're the trio and she's the hacker and they have this great like- Enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers to the nth degree because um, once Archer realizes Elise was able to hack into the system, which nobody's able to do, it pisses him off to the nth degree. Yeah. So um, the, there's, the storyline is based on there's a breach of security and they end up having to work together to solve it. Yeah. Well, and their chemistry, their chemistry flies off the pages between the two of them. It is angsty and, um, it's, they are great characters. Um, I, sometimes the second book in a series will kind of not be as good as the first book, especially with an overarching theme. Not the case. I would say, um, keep me is you know it's sexy it's steamy it's everything i wanted for elise and archer um yes. and so and that book actually leads right into save me um so when we come into save me elise is moving in with archer zoe already lives with reese and hazel who was the third roommate as everybody's moving out realizes she cannot afford to keep this apartment in brooklyn anymore like she got to find somewhere else to live. And right and she now, doesn't want to live with her parents. Yeah. And that's kind of her only option at this moment. So um, Kieran steps up and says, you can stay with me. Right. He has a big old townhouse um, and no roommates. And so he's like, yeah, and I'm gone. I'm on 24 and I'm off 48. So I'm hardly home. You know, I'm busy guy. We should, you should just move in with me. And reluctantly she does. Um, so let's talk about Karen a little bit. So fireman by day, performer at the Phoenix sex club by night. <laughs> um, he's totally the strong and silent type. Yeah. It, you know, there is, well, we should also say that he has developed strong families in both of his worlds, the, the fire found families in his fireman world and in with this gentleman's council um, but he also keeps them separate. They're not, the two lives don't blend, mix. They don't meet each other. He keeps them very separate, but he, he relies on that found family quite a bit on both sides, yeah. um, that he leans into that because of, he didn't have that base, um, because of his parents' dysfunctional relationship. Yeah, his parents had a terrible, messy divorce, and he was in the midst of it. And the only saving grace that really kept Karen grounded was this grandfather, who is who is the person he inherited his money from, and he now runs the family's foundation that funds um, a children's camp. Um, it helps get poor inner city kids out into the wilderness in the summers and stuff, and so that's part of why being a performer at the Phoenix club, he's very secretive about it. Like secret 
being secret is important because he is so afraid that if he's found out, he's not ashamed of what he does, but he doesn't want anything he does to touch those other families, to touch the kids from the foundation or to touch his fellow firemen. He doesn't In want any protective of- way. It's like you said, he's not ashamed of it, but it's just a protective way because yeah. he, those are, is equally important to him. So he just wants to keep that yeah. discretion. Well, and part of what has happened is um, the security breach we talked about and keep me is that someone within the club, a woman extracting revenge on an ex-husband has leaked a photo and Kieran's photo, he's in the photo. He's the he's man in the mask. People. He's one of three people in the photo. Yeah. And he's the man they want to talk to. And now, so let's talk about Hazel and then we'll talk about the importance of the photo to Hazel. I just uh, want to say one more thing about Kieran. Yeah. That he is super protective. I, I think all the men in this series are super protective, but it's very much that kind of once um, Zoe kind of came into the mix, all of them protected her friends just as fiercely. So that's like, he's the great, quiet, silent, but super protective type. And what I like about how Stacey Kennedy writes is while they are protective men and they are going to stand between danger and any of those women and harm and hurt in any of those people in their lives, they are not controlling. Yes. These women do agree. what they want to do. They yeah. have, they live their lives, you know, they make their own choices. They, these men are not controlling their choices. They're protective so that the women can flourish. Yeah. And it's, it, okay. it's just not done in a way that squashes their spirit. I just think that yeah. that's because there's a big that's a fine line it, very much times. so very much so hazel. so miss miss hazel rose i love her i, I love her too. she has this innocence about her and at the same time she's very worldly because of the world she grew up in yeah yeah so she's a reporter for a tabloid while i think it's hilarious her family owns a, like a publishing house, a huge, gigantic, worldwide publishing house, newspapers, magazines in New York City. But she works for a rinky-dinky tabloid because she refused to work for her mother. Her and her mother have a really hard relationship. Her mother is evil. It just yes. plain out evil. And she refuses to use like any of her trust fund she refuses to work like she wants to do this on her own. She knows yeah. she can and she she wants to create that separation. Yeah. Um I would I I equate Hazel to quiet elegance. There's just That's a great description. There's just this quiet elegance about her that she's not overstated, she's not an overdone, she's not a wallflower, she's not weeping in the corner. She's smart and she's thoughtful and you really get to see how smart she is when it comes to her job with the tabloid because one of the pieces that's come up at her job is this picture from the sex club and she knows the people in the picture and her boss offers it's a 10 or $20,000 Bounty. 
yeah, bonus for whichever reporter can identify the people and then get the interview with them. And so she immediately, you know, calls calls the group and said, here's a situation. I'm going to try to hold them off. I'll keep you apprised. Um, you know, this has become her found family, um, her, her, her friends, as well as the men in their lives. And so she's very protective of that as well. So she works hard to do, to keep them, to keep their secret. Yeah, for sure. And it just shows like the power and the impact that found family can have just as much within a DNA family because mm -hmm. they totally rally around her and they're like, well, how can we, you know, what do we need to do? And she's like, for now, do nothing, do nothing. And I'll let you know as we go, because the less we do, the less there is drawing attention to us. Now, one of the things that brings Hazel at this point, Hazel's never been to the club. She is living with Kieran. Her friends have gone she, to the club. She, she wants nothing to do with the club. Well, okay. So we have to also go back and say, um, this is one of those series that I highly recommend you read in order because you get character development along the way. You can read them as standalones, but you get the most impact of each of their stories by reading them in order. And through all of these, every time that Kieran would look at her, wink at her, smile at her, full on blush. Like it is the like most adorable, like charming characteristic <laughs> for her. Yeah. And she does embarrass easy by him and he is a flirt and she really is so awkward and has like no idea how to respond to him half the time. And well, and a lot of that is for him being so sexually confident and self-confident. And she had a situation from her first time that really traumatized her. Yeah. And so much so that even going out on first dates, first or second dates, she almost breaks down and that's, that's the end of it. As much as her mom sets her up with these dates, she just can't do it. The mother evil um, evil witch yeah i mean and that's she has full on panic attacks in the midst of some of these dates and there's a trigger in the one because of the first time experience um you know she sees that boy that guy at a restaurant and it's 10 years later or you know five years later and she is full out triggered and that might be one of the swooniest scenes in this mm. book. Just pure swooniness. She's like breaking down in the bathroom and calls Karen. She, she messaged Karen and he stops, drops everything and gets to her and just doesn't her even out. call her friends. Like she calls him first, carries her out, takes her back to his town home where she's staying and just takes care of her. Yeah. It's, it's just so lovely. It's a great moment for the two of them because they don't see it yet. But as the reader, you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's one of those really great swoony movie, swoony moments where you're like, yes. Like you're already anticipating them being together, but now you know it's going to be that great love, that big HEA. And when this is the start of the fall and when they finally realize they've fallen, it's going to be big. 
and yeah, huge. Epic. Epic. Um, so let's just talk about this series on a whole before we get to um, our questions. Because, you know, we are kind of talking about three books, but there is something really powerful in this series that I don't think gets enough light. And that is the ownership of our sexuality, because that's uh -huh. what these books tell us. Like, it's okay to have your kinks. It's okay to have your desires, your wants. Own them. Have them. Own them. They have them. It, there's there's also so much communication between the partners that is um let me help you let me show you let me let's explore this together um but the minute you don't like something tell me if you like something tell me like it, it stacy kennedy does a great job of that with this and with her sin club series as well um, that it all creates an intimacy that is beyond it's beyond just like sexual chemistry it's just an intimacy between two partners yeah. that draws you in um, there's also an empowerment of not sexual just only sexual empowerment but an empowerment of growing past the traumas and the triggers and developing and learning to grow and overcome them in yeah. a way that's th that is makes our heroine stronger yeah um in a healthy also, way yeah it's also by owning your path owning your passions and owning your desire and um i think something I love about Stacey Kennedy's books, and I recommend her books all the time. And everyone's always like, yeah, Becky, we know. But Carolina, listened to me. She took my rack. Um, and I went down the rabbit hole <laughs> on the series. And I am so thankful. <laughs> there, she, she writes a story that shows you love isn't always picture perfect, that there are messy pieces. But even in those messy pieces, we get a really epic journey in an HEA that that feels like it's gonna be forever yes. you know you are always getting the always when she writes her stories um but she does like and to leave them a little messy they're yes I would 100% agree <laughs> they are a little bit messy but I think that's what makes them so interesting and draws you in even more because yeah. they're not perfect sometimes when you have a, a too perfect hero it's you're just like okay that's not very realistic so it makes it like it makes it a connection um and let me say she also knows how to bring the steam yeah she does yeah so, she does yeah if up. you like <laughs> if you like a sexy romance she writes sexy even in her not sex club books because she has a series about three sisters that own a brewery um it is steamy and sexy and book two is a secret baby and it is one of my favorite secret babies so we can do that you know time. and it's so interesting because after i read the sin club series I, I was just also and both of these series that even though they have the sex club and so so there's some mis um preconceived notions about that the way that she writes them it goes back to the intimacy like that just 
that captures me. Yeah. And it's not something we always get. Sometimes, you know, we laugh and joke about porn without plot. And while these books bring the sexy and the steamy for that heightened, you know, experience of your steamy or your sexy books, there also is an intimacy that we don't always get in some of those higher steamed books. And they all also have um, like almost like it's the hero is a king and they're worshiping their queen. Oh, yes. For the betterment of the the heroine. Well, and and the the way she writes her women, her female characters, you know, inherently because we're women reading romance, a lot of times we connect first to the male character. Um, Some, you know, I've been, it's been said to me that is it because you place yourself in the female character's position? And sometimes that is true. However, I also think sometimes that in the gist of writing the story and all of that, you just kind of give a little bit more to the male hero because they tend to drive the story. Stacey Kennedy has a really great balance. Her female characters are strong and memorable and passionate. But also vulnerable. Yes, very much and so. And flawed. Yeah, nobody is perfect. Even the dudes are not perfect in her books. Yeah. So I can't recommend them. Okay, Carolina, let's ask her questions. <laughs> Did you like this book? <laughs> yes, loved it 1,000%. <laughs> Um, I also liked this book. Highly recommend the series. You should check them out. They're very, very good. Um, who would typically like the book? So you need to, you, you'll need to want to have a steamier romance. I I put this on the, on the 4.55 scale because of the whole sex club element of it. Um, but then there's also elements of like found family, big city, um, and strong, like strong career driven women. Yeah. You are going to want a sexier romance. So if you are looking for a sexier romance, um, if you, you know, have stumbled in and down like the golden angel or, um, Oh, goodness. Another name just popped to my head and I lost it. But if you've read Golden Angel, you would probably enjoy these books. Jane Henry, I think, has a couple of books. Uh, Pepper Winters has a couple of sex club driven books. Nikki Sloan has a couple sex club driven books. These are a little shorter and a lot more intimacy than I think than those do. So um, if you like steam and a little bit of emotion with well-developed characters, Mm -hmm. this is a really great series to check out. And book i recommend this book um would you recommend this book <laughs> yes 1000 <000%. laughs> percent um it's so read good them all read them all i so- read them all on a plane trip like <laughs> on a six-hour plane trip i just binged them all they were that good you flew, flew fly through them oh they're so good i literally was flying and flying through them through them <laughs> Um, uh, so if you have a book that you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. We want to know what books you're recommending that we might be missing and need to add to our TBR. Um, Carolina, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. I appreciate you. 
You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me so we can gush about this book. <laughs> right? Um, until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.